Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. I actually got uh, kind of the, the meat of this message while I was at here. I was watching the show, which by the way, not only was it remarkable, it was powerful. I love that the, it's not just a performance or just a production, but it is really the delivering of a message that is so compelling, so profound that our world so desperately needs to hear. There were 421 salvations occurring over the span of that show. Just remarkable, just incredible. I love what our church prioritizes. The message of Jesus Christ is the most important message. Can I get a yeehaw? Yeehaw. yeehaw. Very good. Wow. My wife and I are the high school and young adult pastors here, so we like to have a little bit of fun and hope that's okay with you. You are the 12 o'clock service after all. But as I was sitting in here, I really got the meat for this message and was kind of unsure of what it was meant to be until I felt the Lord tell me, hey, I want you to reveal to them something very simple but very profound. And I said, okay, tell me what it is. It says, there's a moment in scripture where Jesus is revealing himself again to the disciples, which by the way, how cool would it have been to actually be on the scene watching Jesus do what Jesus, I mean, these guys had the encounter of all encounters, the things that they wrote, the things that they saw, the things that they got to participate in. I love that about Jesus is he didn't just say, hey, watch what I do in that city. He said, hey, let me teach you how to do the things that I do and even beyond that. But Jesus reveals himself as the way, the truth, and the life. Today, if you're taking notes, which we encourage, the reason that we take notes, by the way, is because I'm going to be coming at you fast today, okay? I've had two services. I'm well-oiled right now. I feel ready to rock. The reason that we take notes is so that later, when you can go back, you can reflect and refresh on, okay, I, what is God trying to reveal and to show to me? Again, take, take notes, write things down. If something stick out, go back to it later because you can get revelation. It doesn't have to be here and now. It can be later. It can be in your time with your coffee, your time in the morning with God, and God will continue to bring things to your ear and to your heart that will help transform your life. Amen? So let's take notes together. The name of my message today is The Way, The Truth, and The Life. What I love about Jesus is when he's revealing himself as the way, the truth, and the life, he's showing without a doubt and with absolute certainty that the only way to get to his father, the only way to secure salvation, the only way to secure your eternity with God is through him. And so I want to preach the gospel clearly to you today. The only way for these things to encounter is through the person of Jesus Christ. It's not being a good person. It's not even coming to church. It is only through the belief in that Jesus was who he said he was and that he accomplished what he said that he accomplished. His life, his death, and his resurrection, the most profound, most prolific story the world has ever seen in her. Jesus was the ultimate problem solver. The only problem, the greatest problem that man has ever seen, he was the only one who could come and completely dissolve and resolve that problem. Is anyone glad that we serve a God who is alive and well? A rescue mission for you and for me. We serve a great Jesus. 
He was the truth. He was the Messiah. Many people, you can even see in scripture, who are you, Elijah? Are you just a prophet? Are you a spiritual leader? I'm here today to preach to you clearly. And the truth is that Jesus was the Messiah. He was the son of God, fully man and fully God, sent to earth to help for the forgiveness of your sins and for my sins. He lived a perfect life, died a brutal death, but then rose again three days later, securing the ability for you and I to have a relationship with God, our father. Can we say amen? What an incredible thing that he accomplished. The lamb who took away the sins of the world. And because he rose from the dead, he had the ability to activate and unlock, not just an eternal life, because when we get to heaven, it's going to be eternal, which I don't know if anyone sat and thought about how long eternity is. That is a good long while. It just goes and goes and goes. But not only did he unlock an eternal life, but an everlasting life. The life that you and I get after this one is very, very important. But guess what? The life that we live here on earth matters to him tremendously. And so Jesus reveals himself in this way. And I want to break some of these things down for you to help you understand that, yes, they were meant for the disciples then, but they are also meant for you and I to absorb and to grab onto and to be transformed in our lives today day. The way is Jesus is the only way to the Father, right? Not one of many options. He is the only way. His main mission on earth was to make a way. That's all that Jesus did. We sing a great song. It wasn't today, but it's promise keeper, way maker, a way for you and I to have relationship with God, a way for you and I to have access to heaven, a way for you and I to have access to the power of his Holy Spirit. He solved the greatest obstacle that man has ever come against. But I love that Jesus makes it simple, It's not do this, this, and this. It's just believe in me. It's believe that I am who I say I am and that I accomplished what I said that I accomplished. The beautiful thing is that the Bible, God, Jesus, this whole thing doesn't have to be complicated. It can be very, very simple. What I love about Christianity, about following God, is that the more that I believe, the more that faith rises in me, the more that I begin to understand. It is a lifelong journey of understanding. That's why we want to teach the Bible to you, show you how to read it for yourself, preach messages that are from the Word of God, because when the Word of God penetrates your heart and your mind, things begin to come clear and concise in your world. And when you're partnered with Jesus, what I love about the way that Jesus goes, I, man, it just feels like every Sunday or Wednesday when we're down at the front ministering to people, one of the most common things that we pray for in discipleship and connect groups with people that we're leading is, man, I've got all these decisions to make. I've got all these, you know, whys in the road. I've got A, B, yes, no, here, there. I don't know what to do. These people will come because they're confused, they're unsure, there's an uncertainty to them. But can I tell you, when you have the person of Jesus in your life, the things that are uncertain begin to become crystal clear. Where there's been insecurity before, the person of Jesus brings out a security and a confidence. You're able to make a decision without wondering or worrying about the outcome of that thing because you know that you're partnered with the person of Jesus Christ. The Bible shows us very clearly that he works all things together for your good. He's on your team. He's for you. He wants you to succeed and win in your life and to live a life in a way that honors him so that the life that God wants to get to you is accessible. Amen? As you begin to partner with Jesus as you're walking the way, did you know that back in the early days of Christianity when the disciples were first going out, healing, teaching, preaching, they would refer to Christians or the movement that was happening as the way. The temptation to make Mandalorian jokes here is through the roof. But they would call themselves the way. Are you a part of the way? Do you follow the way? Really what they're saying is do you have the power and the understanding of who Jesus was in your life so that the way that you make decisions and the way that you live your life can be completely different than what it was before. 
These men and these women gave their lives to follow the way that Jesus set before them. It will begin to unravel the mysteries of your life and give you a strong directional pull of where God is trying to get you. Here's what's so interesting is that in every person's life, regardless of age, regardless of how long they've been a believer, it doesn't matter. In every person's life, there are two very, very strong and opposing pulls. Let me explain. On one side, you have God who has put something inside of you, calling, destiny, talents, abilities, gifts, ambitions, dreams. He's put things inside of you. And he, since he's the one who's put them inside of you, he wants to be the one to partner with you to see them come to fruition. He loves when your dreams come true. He loves when things that he set up for you begin to come to pass. So you have this pull of like, God is trying to get me to live my life a certain way, a life that honors him, a life where I love his house. I love his people. My life is submitted fully to the person of Jesus. But guess what? There's always the opposing side of the selfishness. Maybe the friends that you shouldn't be hanging around, the, the ease of sin. Come on, it's easy to be selfish. It's easy to sin. And so here's the problem is that in every person's life, as these poles are going like this, if you don't go one way or another, you're going to get torn apart. And I would plead with you today, go the Jesus way, because when you got the Jesus juice, I'm telling you, the way that your life goes, the ways that you make decisions, you can take all of the fear and the anxiety of how to live your life when you put Jesus at the center of it. I make decisions now differently than I did before I was following Christ. Because I know that he sees more than I see. He knows more than I know. He understands more than I understand. So I don't have to rely on my decision-making process or my decision-making skills or lack thereof. Come on. Because I can trust in the person of Jesus inside of me. Going the Jesus way. What I love about going the Jesus way is it always leads to God's very, very best. I don't know about you, but every area in my life, I want to be under God's very, very best. My relationships, my friendships, my business, I want to be, have everything lined up under God's very best. And the for sure way to do that is to make sure that you're living your life the Jesus way. Are you fully submitted to living your life the way that you and I have been called? Amen? Amen. When you have confusion, he'll bring clarity, insecurity, security, uncertainty. He will bring a confidence. Listen, I love confident Christians who know what they know what they know because nothing can shake them or move them. They know that when they have Jesus in their life, the way that their life goes without fail will win. The Bible says this in Psalms 24, verses four through five. It says, show me your ways, O Lord. Come on, God loves when we get desperate for us to be taught, to learn. Like, God, show me what I don't know. The greatest thing that a human can realize is that we don't know it all. How silly for us to think that, that we know more than the God of heaven and earth, the creator of all the alpha and the omega. How silly for a human being to put themselves in that false reality, that false sense of security, relying on God. Can I tell you that it's attractive to him? He loves when we rely on what he has to say. It says, teach me your paths. That means there are many paths. Which one do I take, Lord? Do I go left? Do I go right? Do I say yes? Do I say no? Do I say, what do I do? It says, lead me in your truth and teach me. Come on, I want to know the truth, and I want to be taught. I want to every single year, every single day of my life, be more and more like Christ, have him have more and more trust in me. Listen, God can trust a person who leans on him. For you are the God of my salvation. On you I wait all day. The Bible says this also in Psalms 25. David was just on a good one. I love the Psalms. He's amazing. It says this, good and upright is the Lord. 
following the Jesus way begins with realizing that God is good and upright, that his way is the proper way, that his way of living is the proper way of living. Therefore, he teaches sinners in the way. One of the greatest things that we can see as believers is when a sinner repents of their sin, accepts Jesus for who he is, and starts living a life a different way. It's beautiful. This is the house of transformation where we see this every single week, every single month, every single year is the reason for our existence. Do we care about salvations? Absolutely. Do we care about people going to heaven? For sure. But we are a discipleship church. We will teach you and show you what the Bible says and get you to rely on the God of discipleship, the God who has put this in place so that we can learn and get better together. Amen? Amen. And not only will he show you the way to go, Okay, of how to make these decisions, of how to, that, that pull that's inside of you, right? It's inside of every single person. Not only will he show you the way to go, but he will strengthen you as you do. What I found in my life is every time I take a step towards the way that God has meant for me to live, the way that pleases him, the way that is, is with his will, can I tell you that I get more and more juice? I get more and more strength. I get more and more certainty that where I'm going is where God is pulling me towards, there was a time in my life, my story is, is unique. I grew up in church. I was you know, born on a Thursday. I was in church on a Sunday. It's kind of like the family business. And so I found myself at a young age like, dude, I knew every Bible story literally possible. I ate every kid church snack that you can imagine. I colored every coloring book. Like I was that kid. I knew, knew who God was. I loved him. But as I got older, right, a very, very interesting time in any young person's life is when they leave home for the first time. The reason I care so much about high schoolers and about young adults is because I understand that that is the time in a young person's life where the enemy loves to come in and say, oh, you've got some freedom now. Hey, you don't have as much responsibility. Hey, you don't have accountability. Let's go and run wild with this for a little bit. And so that's what I did. I lived a rebellious life. I had some things happen when I was in high school with some leaders, some, some betrayal, some lack of trust, some pain that was caused to me. And that pain led me to go, you know what? If this is how church is gonna be, you know what? Forget this. I'm out of here. Church ain't it. Don't catch me there. I'm just gonna go live the, my life the way that I want to, do whatever I feel, be selfish. I thought I was just gonna go make a bunch of money. I played golf uh, professionally, very unsuccessfully, by the way. <laughs> Wasn't a very good putter. Apparently, you have to, you know, put the ball in the hole. And... Uh, <laughs> Happy Gilmore was my style. But I was really living a life of rebellion and a life that was selfish. And what I found is as I was living this life, yes, I was having fun, but I was having a kind of fun that was just draining me. Can I tell you that running from God is exhausting? Running towards him will refresh you. And I lived this life of just selfishness and just, I mean, it just sucked. My life was crap. And I remember feeling, and I remember remembering, like, wait a second, like, there's got to be more to life than what I'm experiencing right now. And I had, a, I had a group of friends. I was, you know, the party fun guy, which I still am, by the way. I still am the party fun guy. Just, you know, different, you know, different layers. And I would be the instigator. Let's go do this. Let's go do this. I was just that guy. And so my friends only knew me a certain way, right? They knew me as that guy. And I started dating a girl. You know, she wasn't a Christian. She had no belief system. But why would that matter? She, I didn't have any either. <laughs> I was just living my life. She had no idea that I knew what I knew or believed what I believed because I was not living my life the way that a Christian meant to. I was a terrible example to all my friends. It's one of the greatest regrets that I have in my life now is the way that I live my life around those people because now I have a story and a testimony that I want to share them and I've put a gap between us, which by the way, can be closed. By the power of God, they can be restored, they can be redeemed, they can see what has changed inside of me. But I put a gap between us by the way that I was living and representing in my life. 
And so I remember I was kind of just at the end of myself. I had blown through all my dollars, you know, couldn't, couldn't putt to save my life. It just, it was a horrific time. Was just, I was bartending, you know, nothing against servers or bartenders. By the way, I think every person should be a server or a bartender at least once in their life because you just learn so much how to deal with people. Like, people are frustrating, yo. Like, it just... I used to have server, any, any server or bartenders will know what I'm talking about. I used to like have nightmares about like, oh, I forgot to get table 32, a ranch. And for, it would just keep you up all night and you'd wake up like in a cold sweat. You're like, oh my gosh. Or, or you're getting sad, just, you know, table after table after table. Oh, help me Lord, forgive us. In the weeds, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're just mad at, you know, the hostess lady. You're like, bro, chill. Yeah, stop sitting me. Or, you know, it's the other way. Hey, sit me tables. Yeah, anyways, I, I digress. And so I was living this life of like just living paycheck to paycheck and just, you know, the, the culture there is that when you get off of work, like you go get blue electric lemonades. And so we'd go get blue electric lemonades and just do all this stuff. And I remember kind of being at the end of this because who knows that you eventually will get to the end of yourself. How quickly can you get to what God is wanting you to get? And I had a friend call me, God bless him. Literally his phone call changed my entire life. Got a phone call and said, hey, I'm gonna be, you know, in the area where I was living in Ventura County at the time. He said, hey, I'm gonna be in the area. Uh, I'm gonna be worship leading at this church. Dude, I haven't seen you forever. Like, roll through. Like, I would love to see you. It's like, oh, I wanna see my friend, but like, I don't wanna go to church. Like, that's so lame. Like, it's a Sunday, football's on. Like, there's something going on. So I'm like, fine. Like, I wanna see you enough. Like, uh, relational equity, whatever. So I show up to the church. And I get there, and to tell you the truth, I don't remember the message that was preached. I don't remember, like, there any, being any song where I was like, oh, God. I don't remember, like, the coffee or the donuts. Or, like, there's nothing special about what was going on. But I remember coming into that church and just being in that atmosphere again. I felt, oh, I felt that pull again. I felt, oh, I'm so underwhelmed with how I'm living. I'm so over this selfishness. I know that God has plans for me. Because listen, the plans that I knew that he had for me, those never went away. I just ran from them. His power in my life didn't go away. My appetite did. And so I remember being in that church and just for whatever reason, I made the decision. I know that it was God. Obviously, I don't want to say what forever reason. I know it was him speaking to me. And I just made the decision. You know what? I'm going to turn. I'm going to do a 180, which by the way is what repentance is. Repentance is a 180 turn of this is the way that I'm going, but I'm going to turn and start going the other way. And so I made that decision. This was in, uh, let me do some math here. This was in 2011. Wow, it's been a good minute. 2011, and I decided in my heart, you know what? I feel God pulling me back to his house. I feel him calling me back to the destiny that I know it's inside of me. I'm just over myself. I'm gonna give this God thing a chance again. I'm gonna let the pain, the betrayal, the hurt, whatever go, and I'm gonna give this another chance. I wanna live my life a different way. And I can remember I was dating a girl at the time, and she was awesome. We had a lot of fun together, great girl. But I remember having the conversation with her, like, hey, like, I'm going to start going back to church. I believe in God. I have, you have no way to know that I believe in God, but I do. I believe in God, and I'm going to start going back to church. And I would, just, I would love it if you would just come with me. Come with me on a Sunday. Hard no. Why would she say yes to come to church with me when the only version of me that she knew was the one who rejected what God was trying to get to me, rejected the right way of living, rejected and so I remember being so sad about her saying no. And what I realized was in that moment that I, if I was going to be pulled the way that God was pulling me, 
Listen, sometimes the friends and relationships and people that are in your life, when you start going the Jesus way, can I tell you, there's gonna be some friction there. There's gonna be some misunderstanding. They're not gonna understand, hey, why all of a sudden did you go to a hero musical? Why all of a sudden did you go to an Easter? Why all of a sudden did you go to a Sunday service and the power of God came into your life? Your eyes were open, your heart was illuminated. Why are things different with you now? And there will be some friction. And the truth is, the sad part that I have come to realize is that they couldn't go where I was going. And it doesn't mean that when you become a Christian and you start following God, you just cut all your friends off and like, deuces, dude, Jesus or never, you know, Jesus or die. There, there, there's, a, there's a tactful way to do that. But what I landed on in this relationship was she was not willing to go where I was willing to go. The way that I was being pulled, she just simply wasn't willing to go. If you're here in the room today and the decisions that you have made as a Christian, you've decided to follow the way, you've decided to follow Jesus and there are some friction in your friendships, there's some friction in your family, there's some friction in your relationships, good. Because it will make you more and more certain over time, more and more confident, more and more aware of, listen, I'm being pulled both ways and if I go this way, I've got the power of God and I go this way, it leads to nothing but death. I remember just feeling before that decision, like I had no purpose. I had no vision for my life. I just, I felt terrible. Right after that, as soon as I said yes again to the way that God was calling me, I joined the internship. I started reading my Bible again. I started falling. Listen, I buried my, my heart in the house of God. Greatest decision that I could ever make was to bury my heart into the house of God, to go after everything that he had for me, to open myself again, because the rebellious way that I was living again was draining me. I remember finding such refreshing, such mission, such purpose for my life. 2011 was a year that changed my life. And so today I want to ask you, is the way that you're leading your life, is it leading to death or is it leading to life? Because there is no in-between. It's either going to lead to death or it's going to lead to life. Listen, if you're making decisions right now that are leading you to death, the best way to stop making bad decisions is just to start making the next best one that you can. Make the next good decision. Get Jesus involved in your life. Say, God, I don't want to live this way anymore. I want to live a way that honors and blesses you. God, show me how to do it. Amen? Amen. The truth. Regardless of what the world or my situation tells me, am I relying on what Jesus has said about me? Do I hold fast to the truth of God's word? There's a reason that we teach from the Bible every single week is because we believe that it is the infallible word of God, 100% accurate, 100% correct, 100%. Every single word that Jesus spoke, accurate. 100% of the prophecies made about the Messiah, accurate. 100% of the wisdom and discernment that you can find in here for you and for me today, 100% accurate. But when you have the person of Jesus in your life, you have an understanding of what the truth actually is so that when lies start coming against you, when falsities start coming against you, the favorite thing in the world that the devil would love is for Christians to not read their Bible because he knows if he can get Christians to not read their Bible, they're just gonna be a reed in the wind, back and forth, to and fro, no foundation, no roots, no firm or strong pillar in their life. But a Christian who knows the word of God, who has the person of Jesus in their heart, who has the truth in their life, can I tell you that they are a pillar when they wave a barrage, when all of the falsity and lies that the world is trying to tell you, you can stand strong. And when you accept Jesus for all that he really was and all that he really accomplished, you get filled with his truth. Your grounding is secure on the truest truth. Is that good grammar? The truest truth. So when you're encountering the world and what they're trying to get you to believe or disbelieve, you have Jesus to lean on. 
The way you see everything when seen through the filter of Jesus is crystal clear. So what I love about the Bible and about revelation and about reading his word is that when you and I partner with the Holy Spirit to read his word, revelation can come, illumination can come. We can see what God is trying to tell us in his word crystal clear. What I love about being a Christian as well is that God gives us the Holy Spirit to be the one to partner with us to show us that. The Bible says this in John 8, 31 to 32. It says, then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, so in order to have the truth and know the truth, you've got to believe in the person of Jesus. If you abide in my word, if you live in it, if you dive in, if you meditate on it, if you know what my word says, you are my disciples indeed. I don't know about you, but at the end of this life, I want to be recognized and known. Was he a disciple of Jesus Christ? Was the truth in him? Was the word of God in him? I want to stand before our creator one day and have him speak those beautiful words. Well done, good and faithful servant, for I knew you. The truth was in you. My word was in you. I love that Pastor Jurgen teaches us that God told him one time that if you will live in my word, my word will live in you. I'm here today to encourage you. Listen, take your devotional life to the next level. Take your understanding of the Bible to the next level because God is looking for Christians in San Diego to know what his word says so that when the barrage of lies, when the barrage of attacks, when the world tries to get us to believe things that are absolutely ludicrous, false, and silly, that you and I have an understanding of what the truth is and who the truth is. And here's the truth. Christians are being put to the test right now. We're on the hot seat right now. What is true? What does it say? What is your truth? We're on the hot seat. And do we know how to defend what is true? I'm here today to tell you very simply, male is male. Female is female. Evil is evil. Good is good. Wrong is wrong. Right is right. But listen, I cannot tell you that confidently unless I have the truth of God in me, unless I know what his word says and the person of Jesus living inside of me. Look, I know what it's like to be a man trapped in a woman's body. I get it. I was there for nine months and then I was born. I get what it's like. A little risky. I feel, I feel the naughty anointing coming on. That was good, huh? Listen, the Bible, the Bible shows us, the Bible shows us that before you and I were even born, when we were still a thought far off, the Bible says that he knit you together in your mother's womb. Do not, do not be deceived. Do not be told a lie. Listen, God knows who you are. He has made you just the way you were meant to be made. There is no third option. There is male and female. God has set this up from the beginning of time. And the world would love to bring confusion against Christians to make them be confused. Oh, does the Bible really say? That was the first, the first real friction in the Bible is when Satan comes to Adam and he says, did God really say? I'm here today to tell you what your Bible says is the true of the truth. If you can find it in the Bible, you can find it to be true. Amen? Person of Jesus When we have him in our life, we can actually see what lines up and what doesn't. And because Jesus is the word of God, you begin to believe and trust in what our Bible teaches. What I love is that the Bible, when I say it's open for interpretation, what I mean is is that God wants you to interpret it the way that he meant for it to be. He wants to bring revelation. I found with many people that we, we pastor and we disciple, they get frustrated with reading the word of God because they're not getting any revelation. They're not getting a download from heaven. They're just reading information. They're reading a story. They're reading something that happened long ago, but it's not making sense to them because the truth of Jesus Christ hasn't been illuminated in their life yet. That's why we have connect group. That's why we do Bible studies. That's why we have DNA. That's why we teach from the word of God. 
My favorite thing about becoming a Christian as well is that when people become Christian, God doesn't require you to hand in your intellect. Let me say this again. When you become a Christian, God doesn't require you to hand in your intellect. Guess what? He made you smart. He made you to question things. He made you to want to investigate and explore. We used to do college ministry on SDSU, and we would go and talk to kids about Jesus and talk to them about God. And one of my favorite things that God gave me as a tool to use on that campus was to pray for people. God, would you reveal yourself in a way that makes sense to them? In a way that makes sense to them. God has given us a vast array, a versatile, versatile armory to be able to reveal God to people in a way that makes sense to them. God wants you to be smart and to question and to investigate because he wants to reveal what he's trying to say to you. God loves a curious Christian. And so if you're curious, guess what? I got the answer for you. Dive in. Dive in. Read it for yourself. We ask our high schoolers this all the time. I'm set and determined to have this answered one day before God. If we removed Awakened Church, if we removed Awakened High School, if we removed a connect group, if we removed everything that they're comfortable with that they know, Sundays, Wednesdays, summer camp, we took all that away from them, would they still have an appetite for the word of God? Will they still know how to read it for themselves? Listen, take away every sermon, take away every podcast, take away every preacher. Would you know how to get into the word of God and get a revelation for yourself, the truest truth that there is? As Christians, come on, we gotta be pillars. It's time, it's time for us to defend what we believe, defend what we know. The truth of Jesus Christ is the truest truth that there is, amen? Okay, the last one, the life, kingdom life, okay? When you find Jesus, you find the real deal life. I'm not talking 50%, 60%, 70%. I'm talking 100% of what life was meant to be can be found in the person of Jesus. I said this in the very beginning. Not only did he unlock eternal life, he unlocked an everlasting life. And if you are under the assumption or under the, the perspective of, okay, well, as soon as I become a Christian, like, great, then it's all good. My, secure, you know, my eternity is secure. My salvation is secure. Like, good, I'm cool. Now I can just do whatever I want with my life. False. God cares about how you live your life here on earth. If he didn't care about how you lived your life here on earth, why in the world would he need to give you and I a manual of how to live our life here on earth? Why would he give us friends to be sharpened with? The Bible says the man sharpens each other as iron sharpens. Why would God put pastors and leaders and friends in your life if he didn't mean for your life to be here epic and awesome? Amen. I talked about this in the beginning. We can experience heaven here on earth today. We don't got to wait till we're up there. Is the life that you're living a true reflection of heaven? God cares about you going to heaven, spending eternity with him forever in paradise, of course, but he cares about the life that we live here. And the question I want to ask you, and you've got to be sincere with yourself because I've had to ask this question of myself as well. Is the life that I'm living a true reflection of the shaping, the molding, the teaching that I have learned, the understanding, the discernment, all of the, the wisdom that's come out? Is my life reflecting what Jesus has done in my world? Am I different because of it? One of the greatest parts about living the life that Jesus paid for is that it ain't fair. Christians have an unfair advantage because we have the person of Jesus in our life. Our lives are meant to be lived at a different level, at a different frequency, at a different altitude with a different perspective, amen? amen. 
Do I live the way that my life the way that Jesus would want me to? The, in the book of Ephesians chapter one, verses 18 to 23, it says this. It says, therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is which to come. The moment that you understand the way, the truth, and the life of Jesus Christ, you and I can begin to dive into the depths of what our lives are meant to be, a life free of depression, a life free of anxiety, a life free of disappointment, a life free of bondage, because Jesus came to set the captives free. The life that we can live, listen, you don't have to have all of this uncertainty about what's to come and how is this going to happen? Are my kids going to this? Is my wife going to do this? Is my business going to do that? Listen, live the life that you and I are called to with our hope, our trust, our faith in the person of Jesus Christ. Amen? And I can remember feeling as a, as a young pastor, right? I, I, I came back to church. I, I started, you know, getting discipled and started understanding God and like really buried my heart in the house of God. But I can remember when I said yes to that call again, when I said yes to that pulling again, I was super underwhelmed. I remember thinking like, dude, like I have all this ambition inside of me. Like I want to live a big life. Like I want to impact the world. Like I want, I want my life to matter, But I felt like where I was, that my life wasn't mattering because I was living such a small life with such small thinking, terrible thinking. I remember thinking like, oh, I'm just going to always be broke. I can never create wealth for myself. I can never live a big life for my family. I can never, you know, change the world and have my life matter. And the truth is, is that God wants you and I to live a big life because he wants to get glory, credit, and honor through the life that you and I live. I have, I have to tell you that living a small life will never bring glory to God. Living a big life will point to the person of Jesus Christ. It's the life that you and I were meant to live. Listen, whatever caliber, whatever frequency, whatever setting you're living your life at right now, listen, take it from me. I'm one who understands, I know. I was living a life well below what Jesus was calling me to live. What it took for me to understand and begin to believe that God wanted me to live a big life was getting around other people living a big life. When I came to Awaken Church, my eyes were open, my, my heart was open. All of the things that I had hoped and believed for, relationships with friends, an ability to just have fun and like love my life and live a life that mattered. And, and all of these things, when I came here, I got myself around other people. When I got here, I was so frustrated, y'all. Why is everyone and their mom buying a house? What's up with this vision builders and they want to talk about tithing all the time and like, what's going on here? What happened was I didn't understand because I wasn't living a life that was God's very best. The moment that I said yes to giving, the moment I said yes to vision builders, the moment I said yes to, you know what, God, I'm going to live the life that you've always intended for me. Listen, Jesus paid, listen to this, Jesus paid for you to live the real deal life. He paid for you to live the real life. And the moment you understand that in your life, listen, people have been walking around with sickness, disease, and ailment, it's because they don't know the life that they're meant to live, a life full of healing, a life full of restoration, a life full of redemption, a life full of, what is it today in your life that you need the person of Jesus Christ to illuminate again, to highlight again, come on, to help you see a different level? That's what I love about God is there's always more. There's always more. We'd like everyone to stand up to their feet today.
Come on, we're talking about Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. If we have Jesus in our, in our life, come on, the, the, the back and forth of how we make decisions, the, the pull that we're experiencing, come on, we can say yes fully to being pulled towards the person of Jesus, towards his kingdom, towards his love, towards his grace. When we have the truth in us, come on, can I tell you that there is nothing that can rattle you, there's nothing that can shake you, there's nothing that you can't stand up and defend. Right now, truth in America is kind of like an afterthought. It's here and there, it's come and go, it's whatever you say that it is. I'm here today to tell you that this is what the truth is. The person of Jesus Christ is the truth. Come on, do, do you know him? And maybe you're here today and you're like, you know what? I'm living a life right now that is underwhelming. It's draining me. It is exhausting me. It's not what I know that it can be. Because listen, here's what's so amazing is God has put those things inside of every single one of you. And an understanding and a desire to live life the way that he intended it to be. The question is, the question is, will you submit to the way, the truth, and the life? With every head bowed in this place, I'm gonna ask a question. There's two questions I wanna ask. It's very, very important. If you're here in the room today and you have not yet made the decision to put Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Messiah, the Savior of the world, listen, if you have not made him the Lord of your life yet, because there's a difference between recognizing and acknowledging Jesus as the Savior. Yes, he came to save the world. His mission was accomplished. But when you can make him Lord of your life, can I tell you that things begin to get into alignment like never before? Things start flowing from heaven like never before. Your life starts to shape up and shift up the way that it was always meant to because you have who you were always meant to have inside of you. The Bible says that it's God's will that not one, listen, not one would perish. Not one would be away from him. Not one would live their life without the person of Jesus filling their spirit, transforming their heart, transforming their mind. Today, God is very, very proud of what's about to happen because today people are gonna say yes to the person of Jesus for the first time. They're gonna put him in his rightful place as the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Savior and the Lord of their life. And the Bible says this very clearly, that if you believe it in your heart and you confess it with your mouth, then you will be saved. Today, as I'm about to ask this question, you even know it's coming. Maybe on your way here, you even thought about, man, if they ask that question today, I'm gonna say yes. Or maybe you've been sitting here in the auditorium today and the spirit of God is moving. He's beginning to speak to you. He's beginning to maybe poke you a little bit and say, hey, son, daughter, it's time. I've been waiting for you. I've been chasing you down. Listen, I've got a great life for you. You don't have to make decisions by yourself. Let me partner with you. Let me show you who I am. Let me show you the truth of who I am. So if you're in this building today, it's a 1.16 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon. Come on, something amazing is about to happen. Right now, you know inside of you whether you're believing or not. You're making a decision. I'm gonna believe who Jesus is. I'm gonna believe that what he said he did, he accomplished. I'm gonna believe that God's best is available for me. Good. I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand and we're gonna confess it together. The whole church is gonna pray, but especially if you're about to raise your hand. If that's you in this room today and you're like, yep, Pastor Sterling, I'm ready. I'm ready to experience and to know the way, the truth, and the life, the person of Jesus Christ. I'm gonna count to three and I want you to raise your hand. It's gonna feel amazing. Your life's about to shift and change. Heaven is going to applaud. One, two, three. Beautiful, beautiful. Yes, thank God. Beautiful, beautiful. Good, good. Beautiful, beautiful. Anybody over here? Yes, yes. Beautiful, beautiful. Come on, good. 
Heaven loves that. The Bible says that the angels right now are rejoicing, even over just one person, over one person saying, I'm gonna submit my life to the way, the truth, and the life. It is the best question that we can ask. I wanna pray this together. Come on, this is gonna be powerful. The whole church is gonna pray. Repeat after me. Say, Jesus, today I acknowledge that you are the way, the truth, and the life. I pray that these three things penetrate my heart, my mind, and transform me from the inside out. From this day forward, I declare I no longer rely just on myself, but now I rely on you. I bring in God's best to my life. And from this moment, I declare that God is my father, that heaven is my home, and that Jesus is my savior, and the best days of my life are ahead of me. Come on, in the name of Jesus we pray. Can we say amen together? So amazing, so amazing, so amazing. Thank you, Lord. We're gonna have our ministry teams down here in front, and here's what I don't want to happen. I don't want you to leave here today without coming down and getting prayer for one of those three things. Maybe you're like, you know what? The way that I've been making decisions, the way I've been living my life, the way I've been navigating. Listen, I gotta have a shift. I gotta have a change. I need some Holy Spirit power. I want you to come down. If you are right now dealing with the difficulty of like, what is true? Like, what is true? Maybe you're confused. Listen, come down and get prayer. God of heaven and earth will bring truth into your life. And if you feel underwhelmed with your life, listen, I've been there. It's time to go to another level. You just want God to show up in your world, show out in your world, come and get prayer. And if you are one of those who raise your hands, how beautiful. I want to congratulate you. Well done. Good job. If you are one of those who raise your hands, we have an incredible response lounge over here. These incredible people, listen, it's very simple. They just want to give you a Bible. They want to give you a book called Following Jesus. This is what this is all about anyways. Amen. I want to give you a book and pray for you. My friends, God bless you. Have a great Saturday. Come on, we serve the way, the truth, and the life. God bless you. Have a great Sunday. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.